Value Finance, the podcast that helps you understand the transformative developments taking place in the world today. The global economy was drastically affected by the global pandemic that happened last year. Many countries are still finding their footing and the economies of many different countries are in different stages of holding together and trying to uh, work its way out in the aftermath of the pandemic. But something that happened that none of us uh, really uh, expected and happened to a very large extent was the rise and the holding all together of public markets. One institution that collects data from exchanges around the world and gives us a comprehensive view of what's happening in the public markets is the World Federation of Exchanges. If we see at the, the, the market capitalization, we see that all the regions uh, register an increase uh, compared to 2019. And uh, it, it is a different level of increase, but all of them are end up the year with uh, uh, positive numbers compared to 2019. However, um, what is interesting, as you have pointed out correctly, I think, is that um, the markets very quickly regained confidence and rebounded to the levels that were uh, pre-pandemic. And this, I think, shows us two things. One is that, uh, well, of course, there, there was some um, diminishing in uncertainty as people um, understood better what was the impact of the pandemic and what was the what were the perspectives for the rest of the year. Uh, but it's also uh, um, an indication of how the exchanges and the market infrastructure in general. Um, prove to be resilient and maintain the confidence of investors and of uh, all the stakeholders. In general, um, one, one of the things that we probably should be thinking about is what are the what are the needs of the of the different stakeholders in terms of accessing markets. So clearly IPOs play a role um, for an hour. There, there's, there's a good reason for the listing process and the way they are structured, etc. But it, it's it's something that we maybe um, that we want to think about whether there are um, other ways in which um, exchanges could um, bring other type of um, firms which may not be necessarily um, suitable or mature enough to go through an IPO process, but they may require a different type of um, funding structure. And and I think exchanges have been thinking about this um, very intensively uh, because, as I said before, the, the, the role as um, in, in, in transferring funds um, through the economy, it's it's relevant, and 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 there's a large pool of of firms that may not be for different reasons um, suitable for a IPO process, for a listing process, but they may still um, benefit from access to markets in a different way. So this is something that I mean, different initiatives uh, 
have been taken from by, by exchanges to to try to widen up or to um, provide service to to a, to a wider uh, set of, of firms. And in this sense, um, what I take from the um, from the current um, increase in SPACs that that you mentioned, what I take is just this is a symptom of that of the need of finding ways um, or, or the, the, a symptom of the need of, of um, finding structures that could be um, that could fit different profile of firms. Now there are there are many things. I mean, it's not an easy thing because, as you know, there is also the questions about investor protection, for example. That's a very important thing to take into account. And some of the uh, comments I've I've been seeing in the press around SPACs points precisely to the fact that while some of these SPACs are uh, reliable and trustable, I mean, there's there's there is the risk of um, finding ourselves a, in a bubble um, if we don't take um, care about how these instruments are structured and regulated. I don't think that um, cryptocurrencies are in competition with exchanges. I think exchanges perform a different role um, and they are um, in a different space, both in terms of function and, and in terms of the uh, role they play uh, in the economy. I think that, I mean, cryptocurrencies are um, a new asset class but with a recent surge in, in value of Bitcoin and uh, it, it, it's, it is too volatile for many uh, investment purposes. Um, so it, I think it will be still needs uh, time to really assess what will be the final role that cryptocurrencies will play in the economy, if at all. Um, there is There are interesting and important implications for um, the, the way that, for example, monetary policy um, could be conducted if uh, there is a strong um, digital currency which is used uh, extensively in the economy. Um, there are implications um, in other aspects. We shouldn't forget that we are operating in exchanges, uh, settlement systems, um, CDS, depositories. Um, they are cornerstones of the financial um, system because they are trusted and they uh, need to be trusted. That's why they are heavily regulated because they, they perform a critical function. So when you think about DLT, for example, um, and decentralized ownership, for example, um, from a purely uh, technical perspective, you, you may think, well, it may work. Uh, why not? I mean, all the nodes, if there's a trade, all the nodes validate the trade. Uh, there's no centralized uh, entity to administer and uh, decide which traits are good ones or not, but it's validated by consensus, etc. So we've seen different attempts, different ways of circumventing different problems. 
And I think that we're still facing a situation in which uh, the core problems are not solved. And, and one of these is the fact that, as I was saying before, um, marketing infra infrastructures are trusted entities. So it's not easy to decentralize the trust. Uh, we need just, for example, in the case of, of uh, depositories, they, they have the role, they are the notary of the system. They, they, uh, we, we trust them because we know that uh, the ownership of the shares is well kept by them and there's, there won't be any confusion or any loss of information. And uh, that's why they are heavily regulated. Um, we have seen that in many cases, um, I mean, blockchain and DLT are not uh, necessarily offering the same type of um, confidence in the in the way they operate. And we have seen in reality that that many of those efforts that were um, directed to uh, replace uh, some infrastructures by uh, DLT or by blockchain technologies, more DLT, um, well, they, they have been struggling with, with many of these issues for a long time. But I think we're still far away of understanding really what would be the, the role that these technologies could play in the real world, where we have the need of trusted entities, the need of um, regulated, heavily regulated entities, because we need to protect investors and, and we need to have the trust of the, of the, of the stakeholders. Thank you for listening to Radio Finance. For more content, visit the Asian Banker website and follow us on social media.